Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Hello, my friends. It's great to have you back this week on the Money Girl podcast, where my mission is to help you live rich and love the journey. I've been hosting the show since 2008, and I'm also the author of a brand new book called Money Smart Solopreneur, a personal finance system for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers that you can pre-order now. One of the most common retirement questions that I receive is what to do with your account when you leave a job. I think knowing your options for managing a retirement plan with an old employer is essential because most people change jobs many times throughout their careers. I've seen statistics like, you know, at least seven times throughout your careers. And of course, millions of Americans remain out of work due to the pandemic and may be struggling with what to do with the account that's sitting with their old employer. Fortunately, when you've got a workplace retirement plan, such as a 401k or a 403b, you can take your vested balance with you when you leave your job. And it doesn't matter if you quit, you got fired or downsized, the same rules apply to everyone. And by the way, if you're not familiar with the term vested balance, that is the portion that your employer may have put in due to matching funds or even profit sharing. And it typically comes with a schedule. So you have to remain employed for a certain amount of time before you own part or all of that portion. But the contributions that you put in from your own paycheck are always 100% vested. You can never lose the money that you put in. But if you stay with an employer uh, a very short period of time, you may not be fully vested, meaning you may not be able to take all of the money that they put in on your behalf. In this show, we'll cover five options for managing your retirement account when your employment ends. You'll learn the rules for handling a retirement plan at an old job and the best move to create a secure financial future. And toward the end of the show, I'll answer a listener question that may help you too if you're just starting out or beginning to save for retirement. So be sure to stick with me. As always, you'll find the notes for this and every show in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This is episode number 652, called Five Options for Your Retirement Account When Leaving a Job. So let's just back up for a minute and talk about why you should be using a retirement account in the first place. Investing money using one or even more than one retirement account is really, really wise. They allow you to get some terrific tax advantages. 
They defer or eliminate the tax on your contributions and your investment earnings. And that may allow you to accumulate a bigger balance than you could if you were just putting money into a taxable brokerage account. And nothing against taxable brokerage accounts. You may want to have one of those as well. But the idea is that you should first max out any accounts that come with tax advantages. So concentrate on that first, then think about investing through a taxable brokerage account. If you've got a retirement plan at work, but you're not participating for whatever reason, now is the time to enroll. You want to contribute as much as you can, of course, but you can even contribute if you only have a little bit to put in. Make a goal to increase your contribution rate each year until you're putting away at least 10%, maybe up to 15% of your pre-tax income. But if you can only start with $5 a paycheck, get started, do it. Create that habit of saving and investing. Now, one of the terms that we'll need to get familiar with when we're talking about old retirement accounts is a retirement account rollover. This is something that will make it really easy to have more options with that money. So don't make the mistake of thinking that once you leave a job with a 401k or a 403b that you just, you know, you either have to leave it there or that you can't continue getting good tax breaks on that money. Doing a rollover allows you to withdraw funds from a retirement plan with an old employer and transfer them to another eligible retirement account. And when you roll over a workplace retirement account, you don't lose any of your contributions, you don't lose any of your investment earnings, and as I mentioned, if you're vested, you don't lose any money that your employer may have put into your account as matching funds. The main rule that you've got to follow when doing a retirement rollover is that you must complete it within 60 days once you begin the process. And in most cases, you're going to request this from the retirement account custodian. And so it's going to be their responsibility to do it within 60 days. However, if you take any money out of the account with the intent to roll it over into another account, just remember you've got to do it within 60 days once you begin the process. If you miss this really important deadline and you're younger than age 59 and a half, the transaction becomes an early withdrawal. That means not only is it subject to income tax, but you have to pay an additional 10% penalty, which is an early withdrawal penalty. Now, if you're a regular Money Girl listener, you know that I do not recommend taking early withdrawals from your retirement accounts. Paying income tax and a penalty is just too expensive, and it really reduces your nest egg. If you complete a traditional rollover within the allowable 60-day window, you maintain all the fund's tax-deferred status until you make withdrawals from that account in the future. And with a Roth rollover, you retain the tax-free status of your funds. We'll talk a little bit more about the differences between Roth and traditional accounts. So once you're no longer employed by a company that sponsors your retirement plan, you've got five options for managing the account. One is cash out the account. Now, this is the worst option, um, so I, I'm not telling it, giving it to you first because I think it's the best. It's actually the worst option. 
It's easy, and so a lot of people do it. But as I mentioned, taking an early withdrawal means that you've got to pay income tax and a 10% penalty. Let me give you an example of what that could mean. Let's say you've got $100,000 in your retirement account and you cash it out. If your average rate for federal and state income taxes is 30% and you have an additional 10% penalty, you're going to lose 40% of your account. Cracking open that $100,000 nest egg could mean that you only have $60,000 left. And of course, it depends on how much you earn, what your tax rate is. But that's just way too expensive. So I never recommend doing that. And be aware, if you've got a really small balance in your account, something like $1,000 or less, the custodian may automatically cash you out and they will also withhold a certain amount of taxes for you, typically 20%. All right, the second option you have for your retirement account is to simply maintain it. Most retirement plans allow you to keep money in the account after you're no longer employed if you maintain a minimum balance, such as about $5,000 or more. Maybe it could be a little less, like $3,000 or $4,000. It will vary depending on your plan. If you don't have the minimum, but you've got more than that cash-out threshold, the custodian typically has the authority to deposit your money into an IRA in your name. Now, the downside to leaving money in an old retirement account is that you can't make additional contributions to the account because you're not an employee anymore. However, your funds can continue to grow. They can kind of sit there and accumulate investment earnings. You can manage them any way you like by selling or buying investments from a set menu of options. And leaving money in an old retirement plan is certainly better than cashing out and paying taxes and a penalty, but it doesn't give you as much flexibility as you would get with the next options that we're going to talk about. I only recommend leaving money in an old employer's plan if you're really happy with the investment choices and the fund account fees are low. Just make sure that the plan doesn't charge you higher fees once you're no longer an active employee. Another reason you might want to leave retirement money in an old plan is if you're unemployed or you have a job that does not offer a retirement account. And I'll cover some special protections that you get by leaving money in an old plan in just a moment. All right, the third option for your old retirement plan is to do a rollover to an individual retirement arrangement or IRA. So this is a common option for dealing with an old workplace plan. Simply roll it into an existing IRA or a new traditional IRA. And if you've got a Roth 401k or a Roth 403b at work, you can roll that money over into a Roth IRA. And as I mentioned, the deadline to complete an IRA rollover is 60 days. Your earnings in a traditional IRA would continue to grow tax-deferred, just like they did in your old workplace plan, and earnings grow tax-free in a Roth IRA, just like your Roth account at work. Now, here are some advantages to moving a workplace plan into a Roth IRA. One is that you're getting more control. You choose the financial institution and the investments for your IRA, and you've got more flexibility. With an IRA, there are just more ways to tap your retirement funds before age 59 and a half and avoid an early withdrawal penalty than there are with a workplace account. 
That rule applies to several exceptions, including using withdrawals for medical bills, college expenses, and buying or building your first home. You would have to pay tax on withdrawals, but the early withdrawal penalty would not apply if you're taking them out of an IRA. Now, here are some downsides to rolling over a workplace plan to an IRA. One is having fewer legal protections. Depending on your home state, assets in an IRA may not be protected from creditors. And being ineligible for a Roth IRA, when you're a high earner, you may not be allowed to contribute to a Roth IRA. However, you can still manage the account and have tax-free investment earnings if you've got an existing Roth IRA, but your income goes up. So if you want more control over your investment choices, uh, you think you'll need to make withdrawals before retirement, or you're self-employed, or maybe you don't have a job with a retirement plan to roll an account into, having an IRA is a great option. All right, so this brings us to the fourth option, which I just mentioned, which is rolling over your old workplace plan to a new workplace plan. If you get a new job that has a retirement plan, it may allow a rollover from your old plan once you're eligible to participate. You know, you might have to wait 30 days or even six months to become eligible for your your retirement plan at the new job. While the IRS allows rollovers into most retirement accounts, be aware that employer plans are not required to accept incoming rollovers. So be sure to check with your new plan administrator about what's possible. Once you initiate a transfer from one workplace plan to another one, again, you've got to complete it within 60 days to avoid taxes and a penalty. Here are some advantages of doing a workplace-to-workplace rollover. One is more convenience. I mean, having all your retirement savings in one place certainly may make it easier to manage and track. And taking early withdrawals. Retirees can begin taking penalty-free withdrawals from workplace plans as early as age 55. So if you're thinking about an early retirement, keeping all of your money in a workplace plan can be a good idea. Another advantage is that you're going to avoid Roth income limits. Unlike a Roth IRA, as I mentioned, that has income restrictions for participation, with a Roth workplace plan, there are no income limits. So if you're a high earner, having a Roth at work is a good way to kind of get around that income restriction that exists with the Roth IRA. Another advantage is getting more legal protections. Workplace retirement plans are covered by a law called the Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974, which gets shortened to ERISA, and it's a federal regulation. It does not allow creditors, except the federal government, to touch your account balance. So, you know, if you're concerned at all about getting behind on bills and having creditors go after you, keeping money in a workplace plan gives you more protections than moving it into an IRA where you may not get as much protection. Some downsides to transferring money from one workplace plan to another include having less flexibility. You can't take money out of a 401k or a 403b until you leave the company or you qualify for an allowable hardship. It doesn't come with as many withdrawal exceptions compared to an IRA. And having less control. You may have fewer investment choices or even higher fees than you would with an IRA, just depending on the brokerage firm that you use. 
All right. And our last option for dealing with an old retirement plan is doing a rollover to an account for the self-employed. So if you left a job to become self-employed, having an IRA is a great option. However, there are some other types of retirement accounts that you might want to consider, such as a solo 401k or a SEP IRA, based on whether you have employees and on your business income. And by the way, in my new book, Money Smart Solopreneur, I have a whole chapter devoted to retirement accounts for the self-employed. So I've written a lot more about it. But if you'd like to check out a couple of podcasts, number 575 is called Four Ways to Start a Retirement Account as a Self-Employed Freelancer. And podcast number 422 is called Five Retirement Options When You're Self-Employed. So those will give you a little bit more information if you are considering a retirement account as a self-employed person. Another question that often comes up is, can I transfer a traditional account into a Roth account? And for a rollover to be tax-free, you've got to use a like account. So for example, if you have a traditional 403B, you've got to roll it over to another traditional retirement account at work or to a traditional IRA. If you move traditional pre-tax funds into a post-tax Roth account, you're going to have to pay income tax on any amount that was not previously taxed. That could leave you with a massive tax liability. So I never recommend doing that. It's called a Roth conversion, and you've just got to pay a bunch of tax right then and there up front. Instead of doing that, if you want a Roth account, a better move would be simply to open a a new Roth account at your new job or to start a Roth IRA if your income makes you eligible for one. So to sum up, the best place for your old retirement account really depends on the flexibility that you want and the legal protection that you want. Some other considerations include the quality of your old plan, your income, and whether you've got a new job with a retirement plan that accepts rollovers. The goal with your retirement money is simply to position it where you can keep it safe and allow it to grow using low-cost diversified investment options. If you've got a question about doing a rollover, definitely get advice from your retirement plan custodian. They can walk you through the process to make sure you choose the best investments and that you don't break the rollover rules. That's very important. And at the beginning of the show, I mentioned a question that I received from a listener. Megan S. says, Hi, Laura. I love the pod and have been listening for a long time. I've got a friend that's new to a lot of financial topics, mainly retirement. I'm sifting through all of the archive podcasts trying to find a good set for her to start listening about retirement accounts. But I got very overwhelmed. I know you have a ton of podcasts that cover retirement topics. Are there several that you can recommend? Megan, thanks so much for your question. Yes, there are literally hundreds of podcasts that are tagged as retirement topics. So I think a good way to tackle it is to go from newer to older. You know, as the rules for retirement accounts change over time, you may find some outdated information if you go back really far. So I'll give you a few of my favorite recommendations if you're just starting out. Uh, 632 is How the COVID Cares Act Affects Your Retirement. Podcast number 620 is Seven Ways the Secure Act Changes Your Retirement and Savings. Number 607 is Should You Stop Saving for Retirement to Get Out of Debt? 
Number 604 is 401k versus IRA. Should you pick one or have both retirement accounts? Number 591 is five key Roth retirement account rules you should know. And lastly, number 555 is how to retire with enough money and income. So I think that's a really good start if you're brand new to retirement. I hope that helps. And if you want to learn more about my forthcoming book, Money Smart Solopreneur, and all of the retirement advice that I give in that book for those who are self-employed or want to be self-employed, I'd encourage you to check out the awesome pre-order giveaways. Just text the word pre-order to the number 33444, or you can visit lauradadams.com. The pre-order giveaways are only available until the book goes on sale on September 22nd, so don't wait. I love getting your questions and comments, and a great place to submit yours is on our voice message line. Just call 302-364-0308 to leave your message, your question, your comment, or idea for a future show. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, take a moment to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. We read all of your reviews and it really is a great way to help listeners find us. You might also like the backlist episodes and the show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.